on. Let's lift up the name of Jesus Christ. There is none other in heaven or on earth. Welcome to another episode of Hope in Christ with Denise. Here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast, where we place our hope in the only hope there is. Christ our Lord. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I'm your host, Pastor Denise, and I am back again with today's devotional. Um, We're going to be talking about where are your garments, where are your garments. Let's open with a word of prayer, and then we will begin today's show. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We pray and ask, O oh God, that you would continue to open our ears, open our heart, O oh God. Remove every stony place, O oh God. Give us a heart of flesh so that you be able to penetrate it. Father God, we pray for those that are listening, that each and every one of us will come into the light of Christ, walk in the hope that there's the only hope there is, and that you are Lord. Father, we thank you, we praise you, and we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. Again, I'm your host, Pastor Denise, and today we're going to be discussing where are your garments. And our um, focus scripture has to do with um, putting on, putting on, putting on Christ. Um, And we're going to talk about what it means to put on Christ, to put or be clothed, um, be clothed in Christ Jesus. So we want to talk about that. We want to talk about that this evening. Um, We want to talk about being clothed in Christ Jesus. And so um, the word declares in Romans 13 and 14, it says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Again, Romans 13 and 14 says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So we're going to begin with what is putting on. What does it mean to put on the Lord Jesus Christ? To put on, and then we're going to talk about our garments that we should be wearing. Um, And so when we go into looking at this particular definition of putting on Christ, we discover that it's similar to um, clothing that we would change into. Now, we understand that this phrase is is an action, is a verb. That means that we take part in this. We have to do this. And so um, the definition in the Greek means it is a sense of sinking into a garment. Not just putting on, but sinking into. That means becoming one with that garment um, to array yourself, um, to clothe yourself with, and to put on. And figuratively speaking, you are 
um, sinking into a garment. And as um, an analogy, just really quickly, it's kind of a good analogy, but not really, because when we think about putting on Christ, we may also think about taking off. When we put on clothes, so this definition talks about to sink into or to um, put on or to clothe ourselves with the with Christ Jesus, and it means to put this sink into this garment to the point where it fits. It's not baggy; it fits to a T. And so we may think that if we're putting on Christ, we can also take Christ off, and that is not so. When we're this particular um, scripture or this particular phrase is we are to become one. We are to sink in to the point to put on, and, and that means there's other scripture that tells us to put off, to put off. So we have to, before we can sink into Christ, we have to put some things off. And, and so the word declares, it tells us to put off the old man. And so um, we're going to talk about the scriptures specifically about putting on Christ, putting on where are your garments. Where are your garments? The, the garments of putting on Christ Jesus. Um, when I think about this scripture, I think about a ball. I think about that we don't come um, dressed in a kind of way. We don't come with holes in our clothes and and and, and dress halfway. And some of it, some of the shirt is halfway hanging off and. The pants are over or too big. We don't we don't come that way. We're going to visit um, a superstar or a basketball star or a movie star. We don't come with any kind of garment on. We come in the best of the best. We put on the best of our clothing. And I think about that in the sense of that we change. We change into something, even if it's for a temporary time, we change so that people can see the best of us when we put on different garments to go and see this particular individual. But this scripture is telling us to sink into Christ, to put on Christ, to array ourselves in Christ to the point that there's no difference between us and Christ. Because if I sink into something, if I really clothe myself in it, then I'm no longer able to see me. I see what the different garment. So I should be in that garment so much that nobody can see the other garment that I should have taken off. That other garment should be gone and nobody should be able to see any difference. And so we're going to talk about what um, what else that means to sink into or to clothe ourselves with Christ Jesus. Amen. And so when we look at the scriptures, it says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things pass away. And behold, new things have come. Um, again, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, 
He is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. So in other words, when we put on Christ, as we said, clothing ourselves in Christ, as we just read, that we should look different. We're new, not just in in appearance, but we're new completely. So we are new creatures, and the old person, nobody should be able to tell my old self because the old things pass away. Now, we are renewed day by day, yes, but when we are in Christ, people should see Jesus, this totally new individual. There shouldn't be where I say I'm in Christ, but I'm still the same as my old self. He is renewing me. He is restoring me. He is delivering me and setting me free day by day. And so that's Second Corinthians 5 and 17. Um, and then Ephesians 4 and 24 says, And put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of, and of the truth. I'm going to read that again. Ephesians 4 and 24 says, And put on the new self, which in the likeness of Christ, or our likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. So, in other words, God created us. In the beginning, God created us. He created us in righteousness and holiness. And we we, we went astray, were born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and we went astray, and he um, redeemed us. We're, so he's bringing us back to his original plan for our life, and we should put on the new self. So in Christ, there should be a new person. We are new. We're made new. And it says, what does that new person look like when we put on Christ, when we walk in Christ, we walk in relationship with Christ in, in, in unity and, 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 and um, healing and deliverance and, and the genuineness of our heart and complete um, wholeness. We should look, what does it look like? The new self looks like, it says it right here in Ephesians 4.24. It says that the new self is created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. So not only should old things pass away, but we then should begin to walk in righteousness and holiness and of the truth of Christ Jesus so that people can see the difference. I believe, and, and this is the side, um, just a sidebar, I believe that the world cannot see the difference in many of us as believers. So that is why they're not questioning because they're thinking to themselves, okay, well, everybody looks the same. So where is the power of Jesus? See, when we're putting on Christ, we're also putting on his power. We're putting on his power to set us free, to deliver us and heal us. And so it's a whole new part. It's not us anymore. We're putting on the new man. It's not the old self, the old way of doing things. It is the new man. And that's, again, Ephesians 4 and 27 says, put the new self on. And then we go to um, Colossians 3, 12 through 14, and it says, So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other forever 
whoever has a complaint against one, just as the Lord forgave you, also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is perfect bond of unity. So in Colossians 3, 12 through 14, it's telling us the other things that we should um, have in, as, as the new self, as putting on Christ. Um, and it tells us that putting on the new man in Christ, um, we are putting on um, holy and beloved, put on the heart of compassion. So we're putting on the heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, bearing one another with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against one, we must forgive that individual. So we are putting those things on and walking in the unity of the love of Christ. Um, And so that's what these things look like. So we've talked about what does the new creature look like. Well, of course, it says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it says the old things passed away. So we have to look new. We can't pretend, you know, because you can put on garments and, and act a certain way, and then when you change your clothes, you, you're a whole different person. That's not what it's talking about. We have to remain in the garments of Christ. We have to remain with putting on Christ and making sure that Christ is um, the leader, the Lord of my life. Leading and guiding me in direction, in his direction. And so um, that's 2 Corinthians. And then Ephesians 4 and 27 tells us that he, um, the new self, what does it look like? Righteousness and holiness of the truth. And then what is the other um, part of putting on the new, putting on the new? Compassionate, kind, humility, having humility, not being puffed up and prideful, being gentle and patient and bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Now, uh, another sidebar. Oftentimes, people, we as individuals believe that because we've done some of the things, we've had compassion, we've shown kindness, we've been humble, we've been gentle and patient and bear with others, and we say, well, I'm a good person. But Christ has also called us to righteousness. Christ has also called us to holiness. Christ has also told us to put off the old self, to put off the old things from the, from the past of old, from the way we used to live before we came to Christ. So we can't follow Colossians 3, 12 through 14 and say, yes, I've, done, I've been compassionate. I've, had, I've shown kindness. I've done all these things, good works, right? But I haven't put on righteousness. I haven't put on holiness. I haven't let go of the old self because that is a requirement of Christ. And so we have to stick to all of it. We have to follow all of the scriptures um, and do what God is telling us to do. And then a couple other scriptures. Romans 6 and 6 says, Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. I'm going to read that one more time. Romans 6 and 6, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. So this scripture is telling us when we put on Christ, remember we when we 
slide into and we um, sink into Christ, when we are one and walking in unity in relationship with Christ, we, our old self was crucified with him that our body of sin might be done away with. So sin and, and, and committing habitual sin is done away with. And I'm no longer a slave to that thing that I once desired. Why? Because I put on the new self. I put on Christ. And Christ is holy and he's righteousness. And he can't, and, and a lot of times we get confused with that. And we say, well, God knows my heart and God knows this and God knows that. Yes, he does. But God still has a standard of our living. And he has still called us to righteousness and holiness. And that's what we're missing in areas in this day that we find ourselves living in. And so that's... um. That's also a, a scripture we need to make sure we focus in on. And then we have Colossians 3 and 10 that says, And have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. So we're putting on the new self who is being renewed to the true knowledge of Christ. Renewal means to change. I'm changing. I'm Renew, he's renewing me. Renew means um, he's taking me back, making me new again, making me according to the way he planned in the beginning. So we have to remember that we can't just throw scripture to the side and say, no, 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 that's not what God meant for me. God meant that for each and every one of us. A few more scriptures. Romans 13 and 14 says, But put on the Lord Jesus and make no provision for the flesh in regard to his lust. So it's saying putting on, not only are we to put on Christ, but we're also to not make any provision, provision, providing for, making any room for the flesh and its lust. So allowing Christ, the power of Christ, to keep us from lusting after whatever it is and causing us to fall back into sin. A lot of times I've been in church, I say this a lot of times on my podcast, but I've been in church a long time, and I've been in church since I've been taken to church and sent to church since I was a kid. And I used to say all the time, there has to be something different. Because I would see us go to church, come home. Go to church, come home. People in my community went to church, they come home, they did the church thing, they did the religious thing, but there was no change. Now that I'm older, now that I understand and have come into the knowledge of Christ for myself, I understand that what was happening was they were practicing religion, but they're was no putting on of Christ, and there was not take, there was no taking off or putting off the old man. There was the old man who tried to put on the old, keep the old man, and and try to put on pieces of Christ's garment, and it wasn't working. And so I used to ask this question all the time. I used to say, I know that there is something greater. I know that that if 
there if it's, if God is real and he is, I know that I know that something has to change in people. We can't just keep going to church and coming home and going to church and coming home and nobody changes. Nothing changes. And I'm not saying that because it's renewed every day, and so we're changing. God is, is changing our hearts gradually, just like he did me. But some things are just, church means nothing. It's just a tradition to some. And it should not be that. We have to get back to a place of reverence and holiness and and, and, and believing and knowing that God is the reason for our existence and that God can restore and, and deliver us. And so and if we want to be delivered, let me say that, if we want to be delivered, we can't keep saying, well, you know, God was still working on me. He is. He is. But do we want God to really work on us? Do we want God to really work in us? Because we can't appear to be religious and appear to be righteous and then confuse people. It looks like that in church, and then when people see you other places or see us outside of church, see us in the store or, or just talking to each other after work, there's, 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 there's a change. The scriptures are telling us that there is a change that we have to participate in. And so we are saying tonight, this evening, this morning, where are your garments? Put on Christ Jesus. Let's look at a few other verses. And another scripture says, in 1 John 5 and 4, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So this scripture is telling us that if we are born anew, we are new birth, we go through the new birth, um, and we're born of, of God, we overcome the world. What is the world? The ways of the world, the sin, the, the unrighteousness, the ways that the world does things. It's that we are born of God. We overcome those things. And we have victory because of our faith in Christ Jesus, because we are clothed in Christ Jesus. And so we have to be careful not to look like the world. But if we are putting on unrighteousness, if we're still clothed in our old self, people can't tell. How do they know that we're overcoming the world when we look like them? The church has to do better. We have to, we have to reverence God again. We have to get back to God's word, his True, unadulterated word. From Genesis to Revelation, God has called us set apart. We cannot intertwine ourselves with the world. Another scripture says, Ephesians 2 and verse 14 through 16. It says, for he himself is our peace, who made both groups into 
one and broke down the barrier of dividing wall of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity which is the law of commandment contained in ordinances so that in himself he might make the two into one new man thus establishing peace and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by it having put to death enmity. So the division, um, God is uh, what should it look like when we put on Christ? There should be no division because it says that Christ is, is brought both the Jews and the Greeks. That means all of us, when we're in Christ, we should look like Christ. When we all have on Christ, we, we wear the garments of Christ and walking in relationship with Christ, there shouldn't be a division. Why? Because Christ's power lives on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit is speaking through us. The Holy Spirit, the love of God, is, is moving and, and, and shining through us. So we should not have division. And I know in the scripture it's talking about the um, the Jews keeping the commandments and the Greeks, um, the, the difference between the Jews and the Greeks. But I'm saying also in, a, in another sense of it that there should not be division when we all know that Christ went to the cross, died, rose again with all power in his hand, and he is the only true and living one. And so we... Um, we have to keep in mind that. And then the last scripture is, and this is found in um, John 3 and 6. And it says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that's that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And so we, um, and I know this scripture is taken out of context, but when we look at it in the sense of just reading it this way, we are um, knowing that we have to be renewed and um, born of the spirit, the Holy Spirit living and dwelling on the inside of us. And so when the Holy Spirit is living and dwelling on the inside of us, we are new. We are made new. So going back to the scripture, putting on Christ, putting on the new self, according to Ephesians 4 and 24, put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God and has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Put on the new self and all things pass away. According to Second Corinthians 5 and 17, we cannot do both. We cannot, when it says put on Christ, sink into Christ. When we sink into Christ, the word says that God is holy, he's righteous, and there's no, no filthy, no sin dwells. We can't dwell in sin and have on the, the old self and the sinful self and still live in how we, we want to live and doing what we want to do and say that we're, we're putting on Christ because that, that's not so. The word tells us that when we are putting on Christ, it says that we are to put on the new self, that the old things have passed away. The old things have passed away. In other words, 
before the world can see the power of God in our lives, we have to be set apart. We have to come out of the world, and we have to stop looking like the world. We have to stop looking like the world. We have to walk in the light of Christ. There's another scripture that tells us to be his light. It says, be the light in darkness. So if I'm the light, how can I also be darkness at the same time? We have to think about that. If I'm his righteousness, how can I be unrighteous at the same time? He said in his word, choose you this day whom you will serve. We cannot serve righteousness, serving righteousness and unrighteousness. Yes, we sin. Yes, we fall. All fall short of the glory of God. But what are we doing within ourselves? Are we, because the, the word of God, I say this all the time, the word of God uses a lot of verbs. And verbs are action words. Therefore, the word is telling us that we must participate in what God is doing in our lives. He says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. It didn't say God is going to resist the devil. It said you, we resist the enemy. We resist the devil and he will flee. Resist is a verb. That means I need to do something to not put myself in a situation where I will sin against God. The word tells us in, in the book of Psalms to write his word on our hearts so that we may not sin against him. Write is a verb. Write the word of God on your heart. The scripture we just studied and we just talked about, put on Christ. Put on is a verb. It's an action. If I don't put on Christ, because he's a gentleman and he gives us free will. Is he going to put it on? He's going to force himself on us? No. Only people do that. Christ is a gentleman and he's called us to, he's given us a free will. Why? Not because he just wanted to give us a free will. He gave us a free will choice. Why? Because if I choose to love you, then nothing can force me to love you. Because if I'm if love is forced on me, then it's not love. But if I choose to love you, then I truly and genuinely love you. Because I've gotten to know you. I've walked in relationship with you. I've seen your power in my life. And now I choose to go and walk in that love relationship with Christ. That's why. He says, put on, put on the Lord Jesus. Put on, sink into the power 
Allow him to move in your life. Allow him to work in our lives. The transformation starts with him. We can't transform ourselves. That's why the church looks like the world right now. Because we are operating in our flesh, Christ's spirit. And he wants to deliver. He wants to transform us. Our spirit man, we're making our natural man, our outer appearance, look like we just got it all together and we go to church and we come home and nothing changes. Why? Because we want to put on Christ. We want to allow him to be the Lord of our life. We have to in this hour because the world needs to see Jesus, the power of the risen Savior. He can only work through his people. He's not going to force himself on someone who chooses not to believe. But he, that person can see the light of Christ, the power of Christ as he works through us, but we have to put on the garments. We have to surrender our hearts. We have to allow him to be the Lord of our lives. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, O oh God, for who you are. Father, I pray for each and every one of us, not just the listeners, but myself. God, I pray that each and every one of us will put on Christ, that we will walk according to your will, that we will be that light, that darkness can see the light of Christ, see the power of Christ moving and grooving through us delivering and setting us free, that they will know that what they will begin to say, Lord, what must I do to be saved? Father, I pray for all of us to surrender. I pray for surrender heart. I pray for the stony places to be removed. Father, thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Keep placing your hope in the only hope there is, Christ our Lord.